This is the business of sports. We're in a situation that we haven't dealt with in modern times. The pandemic here has really accelerated the investments that we've been advocating for for years. From a macro standpoint, I think our sport industry is really forced to look at the business a little bit differently. In-depth conversations with the leaders in the sports industry. Who wants to be the sacrificial lambs that shows up at the first big major sporting event? We're part of something much bigger than sport right now, and the health and safety of our stakeholders is what's most important. Every moment, I think we're all from a business perspective thinking about the impact that the virus is having across the country. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Jason Kelly. And I'm Mike Lynch. And I'm Michael Barr. Over the next hour, we will explore the big money issues in the world of sports and talk to some of the biggest players in the industry. And we're excited later on to catch up with former NBA standout Baron Davis, an entrepreneur and investor. This is a guy who looks at the world through a very different lens and watch this space because he is redefining what it means to be an athlete and a former athlete in many ways. But before we get to that, guys... It is Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you listening out there and to my partners here. And And we thought we'd take a minute to just talk a little bit about what we're thankful for in the business of sports. I'm thankful for a lot of things. But when it comes to what we talk about here week in and week out, guys, you know, I thought a lot about this. And as I think back on 2020, what a year it has been in so many ways, so much turmoil, so much angst, so much heartbreak in many ways, but we've seen some positive things emerge. And one of the things I'm thankful for, as I thought about it, is the new way in which players feel empowered. And I think that that is very much led by the NBA. Being a leader is not about when you decide to do it. It's every single day. If you want to be a leader or you call yourself a leader, it has to be every single day that you wake up and you jump out of your bed and, and, and people are going to follow you then. People are going to understand you and understand that you're not perfect, but they know you are true to them. That, of course, is LeBron James, guys, from a conversation earlier this year. And listen, I think he set the standard in many ways. He's changed the conversation when it came to player empowerment leading into 2020 and then continued on about that. You know, one of the things I noticed this week that I'm sure you guys did as well that sort of underscored this for me is – you had a delegation of NBA players led by the executive director of the NBA Players Association, Michelle Roberts, to the Vatican, meeting with Pope Francis. Uh, If that doesn't tell you that sports is in a little bit of a different uh, mindset and a little bit of a different place in the culture, Lynchy, I don't know what does. You know, I saw that picture, that photograph yesterday of, of all those representatives with the Pope. I said, if I was in that group, my knees would be buckling and I might forget all the important things that I had on my mind that I was supposed to say. Uh, It it really looks intimidating, but boy, it's come a long, long way to have that delegation there and have the Pope entertain them and what they had to say and what what was on their minds. All right. So over to you, Lynchy. What are you thankful for? Well, um, you know, uh, they wanted me to lighten things up a little bit, but uh, I'm going to be a little bit sentimental here. Um, back in the spring, I got an email and a phone call asking me if I would like to be part of uh, a program called the Bloomberg Business of Sports. And uh, I didn't know uh, a lot about the business of sports. Uh, my background is pretty much slam dunks, touchdowns, and you know, hat tricks. So uh, I did a little research and said, yeah, I'll jump in. And I'm so thankful that I had the opportunity to meet uh, Michael Barr and Jason mm-hmm. Kelly and all the great people behind the scenes, Charlie, Ari, Reg, and Tim. And every, I'm so thankful that everyone made me feel so welcome and so um, 
part of a team every week. I know that you guys, I sort of got thrust upon everybody. They're probably saying, who is this guy, Lynchy? Why do we have to work with him? And <laughs> So I'm thankful so far no one's throwing any eggs at me. No, no, one's, no. No, one, no, one's, no one's hit the mute button. <laughs> and we've had some good laughs and, uh, you know, kind of uh, teasing each other about our, you know, allegiance to Atlanta teams and Detroit teams and Boston teams. But I'm thankful for all you guys for making me feel so welcome and so included. And um, I couldn't be happier to be part of what I consider uh, one of the best teams I've ever been a part of. Oh, well, that's very nice. Oh. We're thankful for you as well. And all right, Barr, it's all to you. Yeah, and, and I'm going to expand. First, I want to say I am thankful for working uh, with you guys, uh, Lynchy, uh, Jason. Uh, if, when you hear us on the air, it's that's genuine, what, what you're hearing. And, and you're hearing... Uh, uh, an easy back and forth, and uh, that's something to be grateful about. And, and the entire crew uh, that we have behind the glass, I am extremely grateful, which brings me to this point. Uh, I, I'm extremely grateful to have a job, and uh, I say that because I, I think of the minor league baseball players who lost everything uh, and many people who lost their livelihoods because of COVID, because of the lockdown, because of the restrictions. Now you have people that are in long lines just to get food. And uh, at the beginning of the year, they were they were on their feet. They were making rent payments and, and house payments. And it, it just went down the drain when all this happened. And some people can't even afford a Thanksgiving dinner. So I, I want to shout out i'm thankful to be able to work to be able to put a roof over my head and i'm saying many prayers uh to those people out there who uh are going through a tough time right now well well said michael barr i mean i think the other thing that we all have learned throughout the course of this year and and keeping it on a serious note is that while sports has always been you know a bit of an escape for people. We have a lot of fun watching games and rooting for our teams, even if they're the Detroit Lions. Um, <laughs> you know, I do think it took on a more serious tenor this year, you know, that we had yeah. to reassess so many different things about our relationship to sports, our relationship to athletes. And I think it's a really important conversation. I think we started to ask questions that we either didn't want to answer or couldn't answer uh, for a long time. And I hope that that sticks with us for a long time. I think these dual pandemics that we've talked about so much, both the global health crisis and also a long overdue reckoning with racial injustice and inequality in this country uh, has changed the way we think about things. And, and I know and I am hopeful and optimistic that we will get back to something resembling normal life, which includes going to ball games and tailgating. But I do think our relationship with sports is forever changed. And I think athletes relationships with their own games and with their and with their careers is forever changed and you know we try and document that week in and week out and we do have a good time giving each other a hard time about our various allegiances and we have a good time with a lot of our guests because ultimately they do bring us a lot of joy as athletes but it is important to remember and I think we will always remember 2020 for a lot of different reasons but in our little patch here 
I think we have come to see sports in a very different way, and uh, and we appreciate the listenership and all the feedback that we get around that. I hear a lot from our listeners about these conversations that we're having, and it is very rewarding, I think, to bring these conversations to all of you guys every week. Today, we're very excited to be speaking with two-time NBA All-Star entrepreneur, investor, Baron Davis. Baron, really nice to have you with us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, so we're talking to you. You're in Los Angeles. We're here on the East Coast. Uh, it's a very uh, difficult time in the world. Uh, we're trying to get a handle on everything going on, and yet business goes on. You are an incredibly active businessman and investor right now. Tell us a little bit about your world. You know, for me, I'm just trying to transition as, you know, one – my life uh, playing in the NBA and, and learning what I learned from the NBA. Uh, I always say I got um, my MBA from the NBA by learning the business inside the game of basketball and all the great opportunities that it brought. And so, you know, just really being curious, being a sponge and, you know, taking, taking advantage of opportunities uh, that come our way. Um, for me, was just you know why I wanted to get in investing and you know uh, and building companies and, and and working with entrepreneurs. You're in a number of companies that you founded, including Sports and Lifestyle and Culture. Can you tell us what that's all about? Yeah, super excited about Slick. Uh, we're due to launch next year, and you know our thought around Slick was you know our culture of sports, right? The insiders. Uh, in sports, they are connected to lifestyle, fashion. Fans want to get, you know, more intimate and get to know the players and the people that they follow. And so Slick was built as, you know, uh, a digital studio and platform that allowed creators to come in and create the ideas that talk about, that, talk, that create the ideas that come from them, themselves, right? And the stories that they were a part of and the stories that they can tell, right, uh, with with truth, right, with truth, uh, that is not necessarily coming from, you know, reporters or people who was actually reporting on the situation that was there. Baron, this is Mike up in Boston. Was uh, your involvement with Vitamin Water your first foray into business while you, while you were still uh, an active player? Yeah, that was, uh, you know, that was a great learning experience. I think I was like 21. Um, and I got an opportunity to invest in vitamin water. And I think that just kind of like really set the tone in my path, you know, as, as a creative, as an investor, because, you know, I invested in vitamin water because they were going to let me help and do some marketing stuff. Uh, so that's how I kind of, you know, learned the ropes from them and, and they're incredible people. Well, tell us more about how that comes to you at that moment, because obviously it turns into a massive hit, and I guess a lot of people would have been content to be like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll endorse the product or, or whatever, but it became some, something deeper and, and, and richer, literally and figuratively, for you. Tell us more about that story. Yeah, I would say, you know, for me, it was really looking at, you know, Sprite and Powerade and Gatorade. Those were the big uh, people in the market at the time. And so for me, you know, being, I was my own agent too. Um, so I had to go out and kind of hunt and fend for deals. 
uh, and a good buddy of mine was leaving Sprite to go to a startup called uh, Vitamin Water. And, you know, for me, it was like, hey, I could take the Sprite deal, a three-year deal in Sprite, and still be worth, you know, whatever the value of that deal, or I could take a chance, right, and be with a new company, learn and grow, and maybe I can get a marketing deal. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I can get a commercial from them because Sprite won't give it to me. And so I start, <laughs> I start to see uh, how fast this company was growing and how, you know, they included me in a, you know, just a, in a lot of the things that they were doing to grow it. And so, you know, I just really got excited about, you know, being a liaison, like, you know, behind the scenes, trying to get guys to drink it, you know, telling Vitamin Water who they should sponsor, which athletes, like, you know, love the brand. So it, it, it was um, it was an incredible learning experience. There's another company that you founded, and it's called Big. It's Business Inside the Gang. Oh. And uh, that was a platform, basically, uh that I wanted to build and, you know, it's a, it's a management, uh, incubator accelerator where we actually manage entrepreneurs, strategize with them and help bring their products to market and to the right people. So we have this, uh, what we call skip the line approach that allows us to invest in entrepreneurs and startups and then, uh, partner and connect them with the right, you know, ecosystem of people. Um, and I started big because I wanted, you know, players that are looking to have basketball dreams or athletes, female and male that are looking for, you know, these, these careers and some athletics stop at college, right? But your business mind, your business acumen is always going to be team oriented because that's you know, like your key baseline, uh, your key core components of who you are, right, as far as a person. And so with Business Decides the Game, it was really to say, like, hey, I know everybody in the NBA and what they do and what their job description is. Business Decides the Game is exactly that, allowing ourselves to highlight people from all walks of life and all sorts of business so you don't just grow up wanting to be a basketball player, right? Or you don't think that when you retire that there's no job that pertains to you, um, you know, in any industry. And so business aside, the game is taking your core values, learning who you are, and translating that into any industry that you walk through. Um, and so that platform was built for events, fireside chats, um, and really just to have young companies – uh, startup entrepreneurs coming through and being a part of our, you know, our accelerated uh, factory that allows them to really get out and be hands-on and meet the people that they need to meet without always working with their head down. So, Baron, it's interesting to sort of get inside your head a little bit because if you look at your bio, you look at your LinkedIn profile, and you just Google you, I mean, you've got your hands in so many different things. I got to think you've got a lot of people coming at you at this point with big ideas based on some of the success you've had. You are very much keeping your own counsel. So how do you decide? How do you sort of sift through all the things that are coming at you? 
for me, it was, you know, to create that San Antonio Spurs system, right, of consistency, knowing that, you know, anytime uh, a great opportunity comes, a good opportunity, right, or um, an opportunity that we look at it all the same. You know, when we do get excited about a deal, right, we still take it, you know, two steps just to make sure, right? And, you know, you, you can't really make decisions in this business without the help of the experts around. And what we say is in order to be a great leader, you have to be a great follower. And so when we're investing and things like that, we're really following along with some of the best investors, you know, uh, in the country and the world. And I think that's where we're able to um, win because we know as far as we can go, right? And we don't bite off more than we can chew. Um, but learning and growing is, is just something that we kind of do by committee. I want to talk about the past NBA draft. And, of course, you were, you were there years ago. 1999, you were the third pick in the NBA draft. This past draft, Anthony Edwards, number one overall, going to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Number three, LaMelo Ball, he's going to the Charlotte Hornets. And LaMelo and Lonzo, uh, both, uh, Puma is trying to get LaMelo, uh, an old name that's uh, been in sports for a while. And so now you have the Puma-Nike matchup. How has life changed that now that people have gone in the number one round with endorsements coming at them, how is that going to change their lives? Well, I think you're going to start seeing guys being able to monetize themselves in high school and college now. So you'll probably see, like LaMelo, a guy who already has a brand, before they hit the corporate market because they will be you know, gaining momentum with the overtimes of the world, with the slick platforms of the world. You know, we just get more and more familiar with these kids earlier and earlier in their career. And so similar to Zion, I think LaMelo has had, you know, that same type of notoriety, lived up to the hype. And, you know, he's the third pick, a point guard out of Los Angeles. So, 1999, I was the third pick in Charlotte. So, we rocking with LaMelo. Let's go, baby. So, I'm moving to Charlotte. Very good. So, so I'm going to take this a step further. Whatever LaMelo is drinking these days, we should all invest in, right? Yeah, clearly. (laughs) But most 21-year-olds, foresight for them is, what am I doing on Saturday night? How did you have the foresight? to just develop this business acumen at such a young age? Curiosity. Curiosity, meaning with people, you know, being humble. It's the same approach in basketball. Put in the hours, and the hours are really a lot of meetings, a lot of research documents, reading, and just talking to people, right, asking questions. I created business besides the game because I was curious, and I think that curiosity led me to looking at different opportunities. Baron, I want to go back uh, before we end this segment to, to vitamin water for just a second because you tantalized just a little bit uh, with talking about what, what you learned. I mean, clearly there was a lot of hustle involved. I mean, you sort of had some skin in the game. Tell us what you really took away from that and how it's influenced other decisions that you've made. I would say for me it's really uh, instincts, 
right? Um, so, you, you know, you're looking at, you know, they were so great. You're looking at the right founders, the right entrepreneurs. So, you know, you know, you know what um, hardworking, dedicated founders look like. And then also, I think that, you know, where I am now, it's just like, you know, I've evolved into, you know, uh, I would say more like a coach. And so I can actually help the entrepreneurs, other people in our factory, really find the path to their North Star. Right. And I think that that happens only because of the experience of vitamin water and the curiosity thereafter. So, Baron, you know, we're talking to you just after, as Michael Barr mentioned, the draft. And it does feel like whether we're talking about any of the top uh, players, they are coming in better prepared to think about themselves as a business from the get-go. Is that just a natural evolution? You were obviously a bit on the vanguard of that, it feels like, Baron. Yeah, it is. I would say, you know, now with social media, kids are more brand aware. They're more media aware. Social media has allowed talent to be the brand that they want to be. And so you're getting your favorite player or celebrity and, and their most natural form, the behind the scenes. And I think that's the power of social media and brand building for a lot of these kids coming up is they can do it themselves and start it themselves as early as middle school. Baron, how often do you hear from uh, former teammates or, or contemporaries of yours and they say, how did you do that? How are you so successful? Can you get any advice from me? I mean, do you hear from, does that happen uh, quite often? We always talk, share deals. They know I'm really busy. <laughs> so, you know, it's more so, you know, I've kind of taken on the role and the mentality that I'm doing it for everyone else. The opportunities that I get, you know, they will also have those same opportunities, right? Because, you know, I went ahead and, you know, kind of found the companies, you know, did the due diligence. So they can always... Rely on me, trust me, trust my instinct. And, you know, my goal was to be able to build a portfolio and build a brand that could be a trusted brand for these young guys coming up in the league. Um, and I think, you know, we're, we're on trajectory. We're accomplishing that goal. And a ton of young guys that are highly interested in, you know, one, investing, but more so just building their brand and figuring out who they want to be, you know, in their in their journey in their career. Baron, I did I did want to ask you. I mean, it strikes me looking across your portfolio and thinking about some of the things that LeBron is doing, some of the things that KD is doing. You know, you guys are all building empires in many ways. You're starting while you're playing. It does feel like it is already having and will continue to have an effect on the sorts of companies that get built, the sorts of movies that get made. How much do you think about sort of the influence in, in the broader culture? And I know that that's something, or it feels like that that's something you've thought about beyond the world of sports, beyond just even sort of sports adjacent things, but but really influencing the culture more broadly. Yeah, I would say that's why uh, we founded Split, Sports Lifestyle and Culture, because we thought that's, you know, we, people were minimizing sports and sports entertainment and the athlete as a storyteller and the former athlete as a story looking at the draft. Like, these kids come from incredible stories and incredible backgrounds. 
And so when we were thinking of building Slick, right, we wanted to build it to protect the culture, to serve the culture, and be a, a destination, right, where we get to hear and see the documentaries that, you know, that we want, right? I mean, corporate is going to always show us who won the championships because we have to keep that narrative going, right? But what about the teams that didn't make it? And so a lot of these young kids, they're growing up, and they don't know who the Giants were in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and 2000s even. And so for Slick, it was looking at, you know, sports allows you to have this hyphenate mentality as an athlete. And if we can come and help you create the stories, right, and the content for that, then it's going to be better for our fans and a great representation of us as a community. Our thanks to Baron Davis for joining us. A very busy time, clearly, for him. He's got a lot of irons in the fire as he thinks about, very holistically, how to be kind of a new-age entrepreneur and investor. As we said at the top, getting drafted, playing in the NBA. It's interesting to hear the origin story of his business, you know, back to vitamin water. I mean, the way he framed it, there wasn't a huge risk, but a big reward for a young guy in the NBA. And that really set the tone, Lynchy, for what has come ever since. He is right out there as an investor and as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, if that was me and Coca-Cola paid all that money for vitamin water, I'd be uh, on some beach in the uh, Caribbean right now. But, uh... <laughs> I'd be that guy. But you know, coming up right there, Morgan Freeman. It's like, how you doing, Lynchy? <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. So Lynchy is so you guys were in Shawshank together? Is that what that thing is? I feel like this really just took a turn. This really took a turn, guys. Uh, in any case, uh, I watch this space, right? I mean, this is a guy who yeah. probably has decades left as an investor, and he's building this foundation, Michael Barr, to be extremely influential going forward. Oh, my goodness. It, we, we talked about the, uh, the sports and lifestyle in culture. It's slick. Uh, we didn't get into the Black Santa Company. Big, no-label company. And all of those companies are there to provide educational and heartwarming stories uh, for all ages. And I just think that's a really noble thing that he is doing. And uh, I hope uh, he continues and until uh, for years and years to come. Lynchy, what do you think you'll, you'll remember from this one? Some people say you either have to be a leader or a follower. He said you have to be a leader and you have to be a follower as well. When you don't know something about a particular product or how to conduct a uh, start a business, you be, you are a follower. You listen, and then you become a leader. So I thought that was pretty interesting because a lot of people will tell you, are you going to be a leader or are you going to be a follower? And this is the first time I've ever heard that the two of them complement each other. My goal is to be the number one pick. That's something I've been dreaming of since kids. It feels better to be number one than number five. I wear the number because of Mike. We have a chance to go for three in a row. Good numbers at a good time. When I first started wearing that number, I was just happy and proud. Bloomberg Business of Sports, the number of the week. Time now, gentlemen, for the number of the week. Now, this one's going to be an interesting one. All right. Okay. <laughs> Y'all are. Oh, <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, not like the one we talked about, Mud. We're talking about something good here. 
the Premier League leader, uh, we're talking about uh, in the U.K., uh, soccer, Tottenham, reported an annual loss due to the coronavirus pandemic and fans being shut out of stadiums. Now, I'm debating here how I want to do this, so I'm just going to go for give me the number in millions, not pounds, in millions. <laughs> millions of dollars? Millions of dollars that they lost this year. It's Tottenham. It's yep. the Spurs. Yep. Um, $25 million. Vinci? Uh, I'm going to say... Two hundred million. Well, um, Jason, you do get on stage because it's eighty-five point four million dollars. Ah, oh, wow! Come now, here, still a lot. Here's a bonus question: Convert that into pounds. Uh, is it like it's like a hundred million pounds? Lindsay? No, it's less. It's the other way. Uh, it's the other way. Sorry, fifteen pounds. Fifteen pounds. <laughs> Is it fifty million pounds? Fifty million. I mean, I mean 50, fifteen million pounds. Oh. <laughs> what did you, you bid a dollar? 50, what happened yeah, there? Exactly. One dollar. Sixty-three point nine million wow. pounds. That it, it also that's a lot of money. And that's a that's, lot of money. Yeah, and, and and that's owing to the ba- basically no gate, right? right? Exactly, because they really make their revenue off the gate. And uh, if you can't have anybody in there, that kind of goes back to what I was saying way at the beginning of the show that, you know, all this because of COVID and, you know, teams are getting just dented. Players are not getting paid. And and I'm not talking about the high end players. I'm talking about uh, Joe Bull players. And uh, this this is a mess, man. But yeah, 63.9 million pounds or 85.4 million dollars from the Tots. And the year before that, in the 28-2019 season, they made a profit of 68.6 million pounds. So that's the swing. That's the swing. Wow. That's a lot. So that's a hundred basically a hundred and twenty million pound swing from year to year yeah. based on uh based on no fans. Incredible. That's, Incredible. That's just wow. Can I go back and change what I'm thankful for? Because right I didn't, I, I, I didn't realize I'd be having to uh, deal with foreign currency on the number of weeks. <laughs> I might not be so thankful to be hanging around with Michael Barr. <laughs> the rest of you guys, I'm still thankful I'm around you. Yeah, Michael you know, Barr. It's told there would be no math on this exam. Give me the numbers of the blades of grass on yeah. Tottenham Field. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Lynchy likes it more when it's a real estate question. <laughs> yeah. in America. Yeah. All right. You've been listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports. We're here each and every week at the same time, plus online wherever you get your podcasts. You can catch those Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I'm Jason Kelly. Find me on Twitter at Jason Kelly News. And I'm Mike Lynch. You can find me at LynchyWCBB. And I'm Michael Barr on Twitter at Big Barr Sports. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio around the world.